Morning, everyone. It is Monday, February 20, the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. And a very good morning to you wherever or however you are listening. And, uh, well, what a weekend that was. What an upset, St. Helens. World Club champions after the shock 13-12 to victory, golden point victory over the two-time defending NRL Premier's Penrith. We saw the Charity Shield in Mudgee and a big win for the Bunnies over the Dragons. Oh, gee, the Dragons, but let's face it. We're all on zero points still after two weeks of the preseason challenge, which was won by Manly. $100,000 heading their way after their performances in the first couple of weeks in the trials. And then we had the cricket yesterday. You sat there, what, three o'clock at the Arvo, saw the Aussies one for 61, holding a slender one-run lead on the first innings and uh, had a pretty good evening there. Travis Head looked really good uh, late on day two and he thought, Gee, we're a chance here. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. What a disaster it was there in Delhi yesterday. And uh, we'll break it down this morning. Ah, put the sweep shot away. Seriously, joining us this morning with Loz over across the ditch in New Zealand. He'll be back tomorrow. Is the great Dean Bulldog, Richie. How are you, Bulldog? Yeah, good morning, Mido. Clarkie, everybody out there listening, well, wasn't that a debacle? It was embarrassing, let's be honest. And it put the baggy green to shame, I thought. I really did. It put the baggy green hat to shame. And Clarkie, you're right next to me. You know more about cricket than I'll ever know. But why was this persistence with cross-bat shots on a low-turning Indian wicket? My goodness. Morning, mate. (laughs) Morning, boys. I'm sure I've got to be in Canberra with Loz. I don't want to be here this morning. Um, Tigers were good. (laughs) That's my answer to to the cricket. They would have beaten the uh, Australian cricket team. Um, Yeah, look, I think... Firstly, I I still don't know if we we had the right 11, uh, firstly. Secondly, well done to whoever's selecting the team these days in bringing Travis Head back. Um, and accepting that you made an error in that first test match. Uh, I thought he played really well. Um, oof, this, the, the sweep shot thing, look, I, I understand. The, the, the sweep shot is an important part of your armoury when playing spin. But generally, in conditions that are, are spinning, you're sweeping with the spin, not against the spin, for starters. But the sweep shot is generally played as well on a true wicket or a wicket that you have consistent bounce. When the wicket's not bouncing and it's staying low, it's probably the riskiest shot. So if I'm looking at the conditions in Delhi, that wicket was staying low. You're seeing a lot of guys get LBW or bold, hit on the bottom of the pad or bottom of the stumps. So to play a sweep shot with the spin is maximum risk. To try and attempt a sweep shot against the spin, so we're seeing blokes get out reverse sweeping. I think Alex Carey tried to reverse sweep Jadeja against the spin. Mm. I don't think there's a harder shot in the game in those conditions. So Just you're insanity, not wasn't you're picking it? your you're picking the hardest shot to play as a survival mechanism. But Clarkie, surely there's someone on that. Uh, 180 strong support staff that would say, let's not go down this path. It doesn't matter how many support staff members there are. Maybe playing for Australia. Surely as a batsman playing at the highest level, 
you calculate you risk versus reward. You calculate, okay, what is my what is my swimming between the flags? That's where I stay until I get to 30. If I get out trying to swim between the flags and play safe cricket shots, so again, against spin bowling on a pitch like that, you would say swim between the flags is play straight, hit with spin. Let's just stick to those two theories. So straight bat, so you've got full straight bat to use, and I'm going to be playing every single ball with the spin. So if I'm looking to block, if the ball's coming in, I'll even look to block and push to the leg side. Every single run is going to go to the leg side if the ball's spinning in. If the ball's spinning away, I'm going to look to play every ball to the offside. Just stick to those two theories for your first 20 runs. Clarky, you're talking like... It's a schoolboy coaching clinic. Right, it's a no-brainer. And that's fine what you're saying. I agree. But we're talking about test batsmen here. Mm. Test batsmen. Yeah. I noticed Pajara after the game said, uh, someone said, what about the sweep shot? He said, oh, it's not an ideal shot on this wicket. No, he no knew brainer. It. <laughs> he knew we're it. not taking any I notice mean, how India do it in their own backyard so well and have done it for a long period of time. It's like we're not watching India bat. Like, why would you not look at that example and go, okay, if these guys know the condition so well and this is how they're playing, why, why would we try and do something different when they've been so good at it? I, I just think, yeah, we, we just made – the game was there for us to win. If we make 200, if we get a, a lead of 200, I think, we're, I think we win that game. Or 220, I think we win that game. And one for 60. Yeah. We're in every position just to go steady with our thinking. Like I say, swim between the flags. We make we get a two hundred run lead. But we just yeah, there's a real panic know. feel, wasn't there? Did oh. you feel that? There was no one wanted to sort of grind Australia back into the game. I, I just don't understand it. When, when you've lost a clump of wickets, put your nose in the pitch, play straight, play yeah. so simple for a period of time, stop yeah. the momentum of the game. It's all about ebbs and flows. Test cricket, isn't it? You've got yeah. to stop the bleeding. I mean, it was. So yesterday, starting one for 61, we were then three for 95 after 19 overs, seven for 95 after 23.2 overs. We lost four for none. And then uh, in the end, we lost eight for 28 to be rolled for 113. Look, credit to India. I mean, Ravi Jadeja has just been a thorn in our side this series, Pup. Seven for 42. Oh, he has been Ashwin, in the other three wickets as well. Yeah, he's a good bowl. They're both, they're both good. Look, take nothing away from the way Indian spinners bowled. They were brilliant. And, and even Rohit Sharma, that's the other part that oh, I don't know if it'll get spoken enough about, but I've got to say, I'm not sure what happened with our tactics either. We had 100 runs on the board. At one stage, Paddy Cummins had four blokes on the boundary. Like, there's two and a half days left in the test match. You're either bowling India out for under 100 or you're losing. One or the other. Mm. If you lose in 20 overs or you lose in two days, it's irrelevant. Mm. So, fielders get up, bat pad offside, bat pad leg side, slip. Uh, if, if the ball turns, if the ball bounces, if the ball shoots along the ground, if you make an error in judgment, you are getting out. That's what Australia had to do with the ball. With I know it's only a tiny run lead, but... We had to still try and win the game. We had four mid-off back, mid-on back, deep point, deep square leg. What was I watching? Are we entitled as cricket fans to have a witch hunt? Are we entitled to start asking questions about this entire tour, which from my point of view has been a rabble from the start? 
Well, yeah, well, it goes back to the it, big bash. And this is the th- who's going to. It's the same thing. With, but I want with, questions who's account- answered. But well, who's going to who's going to take accountability? Well, let's start with the captain and the coach. Well, but then they'll say, "Well, Cricket Australia wanted us to play in the BBL, so we didn't have time to play a tour game." So then, what what, what do they say there? Like at the end of the day, I, we can sit here. This is the part I don't like. I. Like uh, me going today, I, I don't. I don't want to talk about the cricket today because whatever comes out of my mouth, there's an article. Players read it. I'm kicking them while they're down. It's not fair. I'm not surprised by what I'm seeing. Put it that way, because of exactly like what you said. we didn't have a tour game. Major, major, major mistake. At least one tour game over there to get used to the conditions. Our selections for the first test. Major, major mistake. Second test, blokes sweeping. Well, we saw enough of that in the first test match. They're not the right conditions to sweep when you start your innings. And they're never going to be the right conditions to reverse sweep at the, against the spin at the start of your innings. But, like, I, Bulldog, this is the thing. I think you just got to – yes, it's hard. I, I think it, we have to accept playing in India has always been difficult. India are very good in their own backyard. That's fine. You're allowed to lose. Even that. You're allowed to lose. But it's but the what way we you get, lose, Clarky. Well, think. what we did with selections before the first test, of course you're going to cop criticism. And I'll go back to us not picking Steve Smith in the 2020 World Cup. Like, selection, whoever's selecting the team has to be accountable for that mistake, number one. Number two, not picking Travis Head in the first test of this series. They're two massive mistakes. That one cost us, I reckon, cost us a chance of winning the 2020 World Cup. And now this, 100% cost us the first test, if not the second test. You know, so we've I, now got two dead rubbers where you think our shoulders will be slumped to some degree. And yet we've got to pick ourselves up and then go to England. So there are tough times ahead, not just now. And England up and about after their big win yesterday over in New Zealand. And uh, we'll break it down through the morning. Lots of texts there already. 0419767272 on the text line. 135353. We'll start taking calls after the 6 o'clock news. Uh, For heroes and villains today, we've got the gift card and uh, the case of the alcoholic kombucha to give away as well. But uh, I think... While we go from a negative in the Aussies yesterday, all credit to St. Helens for what we saw on Sunday night, Bulldog. Oh, what an upset. Man. What were they? 19 and a half point outsiders with the tab. 13-12 against Penrith. You know, let's face it, a very rusty Penrith side who are missing some key players. And I see everyone keeps saying, well, they were missing kick out. You're not getting kick out back. He's gone. <laughs> so get used to that. Uh, but uh, overall, I-, I think you just got to give... Utter credit to St. Helens. They said this would be probably our greatest achievement in the club's storied history. And a Lewis Dodd field goal in Golden Point ensured they are the world club champions. What did you take out of the performance the other night by both clubs? Let me start by saying I loved the game. I thought it was a fabulous game of rugby league in difficult conditions, mm-hmm. thunder and, and lightning. But St. Helens came out here. They were professional from the start. They beat the Dragons. They had a warm-up game. And then they've gone to that game, they led 12-0. And you know what? They thoroughly deserve that win. I thought their scramble defence was great. And you could see it full time. All their officials running on the field. Uh, Alex Wormsley, the big prop, dropping to his knees in tears. It meant so much to them. And I said it yesterday, maybe it's about time we as an elitist rugby league nation start to give the English game just a little bit of credit and a little bit of respect. Particularly this team, St. Helens. I mean, what they've achieved. And they've got some serious players. I mean, Jack Wellsby, oh, love to see him in the NRL. Good player, isn't he, Bulldog? 
terrific player. I had a bit of an argument, well, not an argument, a debate with Buzz yesterday. Yes, I want to see these players come to the NRL, but I also, to some degree, you know, want them to stay in England to boost up Super League because it is struggling. If they all come out here, you know, this international game that we want to flourish is just getting weaker and weaker because the great players are coming here because in the old days, the big money was in England. Mm. The big money's now here. Mm. So if the flood continues, the game back over in the old dart will continue to struggle. Penrith, the fallout for them. Uh, how concerning is it? Two-time champs, lost some players. You know, very underdone, obviously, considering you know their pre-season and players coming back later. I know they did come back early to ensure they could play in the World Club Challenge, a lot of those players that played in the World Cup final. But uh, overall, what did you think of their performance? Let's not forget Dylan Edwards and Liam Martin didn't play mm. to uh, significant contributors to their back-to-back titles. Look, the question is, Mido, can they secure a three-peat? I don't know too many other teams that are going to go with Penrith. Maybe South, maybe the Roosters, maybe Parramatta. There isn't a queue of sides, in my opinion, that are lining up to take on Penrith. But, gee, winning three in a row, I think it's just going to be a mountain too Mm. steep to climb. And they're a great club. And any side in the salary cap era that can make three successive grand finals goes down in history among the finest of all time. But can they win three in a row? Right here, right now, I'll say no. Well, the Aussies are even front page of the Australian today. Delhi disaster has Cummins and Co. reeling. Back page of the Australian, swing and miss in Delhi debacle. Back page of the Telegraph, swept away. Hope shot in a dire collapse. Back page of the Sydney Morning Herald, Delhi flop. What headlines we got there, pup? Uh, and we've got an issue too with David Warner, who had to be replaced uh, for the second innings after he suffered a concussion after a hit he copped in the first dig. And Matty Renshaw ended up coming back into the side. Gee, he looks all at sea, Matt Renshaw. He's not the only one, though, let's face it. But uh, I wonder what this means for David Warner. It's also been discovered he's got a hairline fracture around his elbow. So uh, you wonder whether he'll now be putting cotton wool. Uh, for the remainder of this series. And, uh, well, interesting considering you just feel, as I've said last week, it just feels like there's a bit of a groundswell starting to develop around his future selection. But as we've discussed, Clarky, I mean, who are you going to throw in there? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to talk about and discuss. David Warner would be one of those things. but Travis in... said opening was a success <laughs> until he got out, of course, yeah. after he made 40-odd. And in these conditions. Mm. Very different going and batting in England as well, which is our next series. So uh, that's, yeah. I think right now, there's, right now, this Australian team needs to be very focused on, okay, let's have a look at what we've done in these first two test matches in every single department, and let's start again for test three, even with our selections. Even with what is the best 11 players to take that field. Then we work out what is the best batting order. Then we work out, is it spinners? Is it quicks? What is the combination? Like, I I just feel from before we got there, we just, a big part of success is preparation. Our preparation was not great. And then we've made errors along the way. It seems like the boys have had some time at North Sydney Oval or wherever and said, right, individually, this is going to be our plan. I'm going to play this way. But we haven't adapted. We haven't adapted to conditions. You know, it's like I say, I'm not saying don't sweep in India. I'm, I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying you sweep at the right time, at the right stage of your innings, 
on the right pitch and generally with the spin. Very hard to try and sweep against the spin when the ball's not bouncing. So basics, basics of batting and facing spin bowling in those conditions, we are getting so wrong. Renshaw faced eight balls. He swept five of those eight balls or attempted to sweep them. And he was out three times on tour, LBW, on all three occasions. So again, is that technique? Is that attitude? Is that being told what he should or shouldn't do? Or is it just being inept in the conditions? Poor preparation, isn't it, Clark? Well, call it whatever you want. Blame whoever you want. You're not going to have success. So when you walk out to bat, on every occasion, you're working out how do I make runs? That's my job, to make runs. Make one, and I want one to turn into 50. I want it to turn to 100. I want to score it a double 100. You're not going to be successful in those conditions if that is the way you're going to play. And again, I'm not saying don't sweep. I'm saying definitely your sweep's an important part of what you have, but it's at the right time. Lots of texts. Hey, guys, yesterday I think I witnessed the most inept batting performance by an Australian cricket side in years. Sure, a few balls kept low, but what's with all the sweep shots and even worse, reverse sweep shots? Even more astonishing was Pat Cummins' first ball cross-bat slog. It was like watching a T20 match. Disgraceful, says Mick. Uh, absolutely disgraceful performance. Do not even contemplate finding a reason to stick up for the Aussies, pup. That was a disgrace. Bring back Border, War and Ponting. Reinstate Langer. Ronald McDonald, coach, what's he done for Australian cricket? Pat Cummins, captain, precious. Hang your head in shame. Cheers, Big Albert, who hasn't missed there off the long run-up. I think the one thing that needs to happen now, though, is because of what's happened over the past few months, when... There's been, you know, go to JL being sacked and Paddy Cummins coming out and voicing that the team wanted Andrew McDonald and now they got Andrew McDonald. And whether Paddy likes it or not, he has to stand tall. I don't care if he does media every single day from yesterday until the next ball is bowled in the test match. Nobody else fronts the media. If anyone, if Andrew McDonald as coach wants to, he goes and sits beside Pat. But Pat does the media every single day and stands there and cops it and cops it and answers whatever questions are asked. He's captain. He wanted this team. He wanted Andrew McDonald as coach. He wanted accountability. Well, young man, it's staring you right in the face. So all I say with Paddy, because I love him, I've been a massive supporter. Well, you were the first I've person been to a say, massive, make him I'm, captain. I'm telling you now, though, watching the tactics of this series so far, Paddy needs to have a good look at that as well. I think we've got some tactics wrong. I think our field placements haven't been right at the right time. Hasn't helped. He hasn't had enough runs on the board for him probably to have that leeway. But that's when you're more under pressure as captain. That's where tactically you need to be spot on. It may, it, they should have been – if he gets his tactics right, right yesterday, even having India seven down or six down, at least you've had a crack at winning the test match. We just we just didn't look like we wanted to take wickets. We're happy just to lose the game slower rather than faster. So I, I, my advice to Paddy, again, it's not my place. I've had my time. He can do whatever he wants. But it would be to stand there and take the media every day and don't allow another player to go and do it. Just own it. Clark, you take us inside the Australian camp. I mean, obviously you're not there, but from your experiences. For Pat Cummins, what does he do now? Does he Does he read the media back home? Does he fear that players might be sniping behind his back? Does he call in for support? No, uh, what, yeah. what does he have to do, or what's he feeling no, right I now? Think he, he's got the to back himself. There. No, he's got to back himself. Paddy's got to back himself. He's certainly a good enough player. Like he shot 
yesterday was not a great one. He hasn't been bowling as well as he probably likes. So he's got to keep backing himself as a player, number one. But I think, you know, he is captain of Australia. So he's like everyone, when you're not performing as well as you like, you look at yourself and go, where can I get better? Then he's got, he's got to do that firstly. Then secondly, he's got to also help his teammates. How can I help my teammates get better? How do we, do we have batters go and have conversation? Bowlers have conversation. We together as a team come. Look at, if he has to look at the staff, are we getting enough help here? Do we need some more, you know, advice, guidance? Like something so simple. You've got Matthew Hayden in India at the moment commentating. Um, and Mark War, for example, it would be a no-brainer. They're at the ground. So it'd be a no-brainer to be able to go to someone like Matthew Hayden, who is a massive sweeper. He's probably the only Australian batsman that has had success sweeping in India. Matty Hayden said 100 times on commentary yesterday, boys, I wouldn't be sweeping here. Don't sweep, don't sweep, don't sweep. So these batters, go and talk to Haydos, who, yeah, who's, there. who's a sweeping genius, because he's telling you not to sweep. But I just feel, you know, we're, we're a little bit nervous to get outside help because it might be a, a little weakness. critical. Like, well, the outside help might be... Like, I'm not sitting here saying... Oh, oh, I've told you, I'm, I've, I love Paddy. Mm. Great fella, friend. I hope he's one of Australia's great captains. He needs to look at his tactics in India, I think. He, he needs to be looking at what happened yesterday and going, okay, where can I make some adjustments? I was trying to give my bowler a little bit of protection, but I also wanted to get wickets. But I, I don't know, I probably didn't have enough fielders in attacking positions or I was probably, you know, thought the game might have been over before we even walked out to bowl. Whatever it is, but that's not critical. That's how do I get better? Yeah. And it, as long as the boys are thinking like that, they will perform better in the third test. They will perform better in the fourth test, but... I think if you just stay in your bubble in situations like this, that's where it gets harder because you keep making the same mistakes and then the fans just go, they get crazier and crazier and crazier. Do some things to try and get better. That's what we need to do. Also back page of the telly, Griffin, I will fix horrid dragons is the headline there out of the charity shield. It was a worrying performance, wasn't it? Uh, From the dragons, 42-24 in Mudgee. The bunnies led 26-0 at halftime, the drag is now second favourite in the most losses market with Tab. Only the Dolphins are shorter. Uh, the Dragons $5 in that market. And uh, Coach Anthony Griffin Adamant, they'll be, well, he'll fix them and they'll be ready to go. And remember, they've got the buy in round one. So it's, I don't know if that's a blessing or not. Blessing or not, Bulldog. At least they'll be on two competition points. That's true. That's true. There was nothing to suggest from what I saw out there at Mudgee that they will finish any higher than. 12th or 13th. I'd like to sit here and say, St. George of have shown me in two trial games, and yes, they're only trial games, that there's something there for fans to hang on to, but I couldn't find anything. It's a worry. I couldn't find anything, Mido. 